waiting on reparations, yeah, it's obviously fresh. Uh, the podcast where hip-hop and politics connect. What? It's a little mix between culture, music, history, songs you should be listening. And topics we suggest. Yeah, we'll get it all addressed. That's when we talking with a guest, dope knife. Lingual Franco, you be rocking with the best. Ha. Leave them gobsmacked, y'all stop that debating. Yeah. Check the podcast, I heart reparations. Listen to Waiting on Reparations on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Open your hearts, loosen your butts. It's time for couples therapy. Yeah, this podcast is Andy and Naomi's, where they can both laugh and hang with all their homies, talking excellent vacationing with brunches and cuddling, to messy situationships and conscious and coupling, from Netflix hookups to single them with some Hulu, text sex, regrets, so feeling on your new jubu. They gon' talk about it, ah, yeah, you are invited, ah, needing therapy, I guarantee, baby, we got it. Couples Therapy. My name is Andy. I am Naomi, and we are a real-life couple, a real-life couple of comedians. And on Couples Therapy, we bring you the very best sets from our live show where comics do sets together about their relationship. Naomi, I love it when you you have taken to this introduction stuff. <laughs> like a like an octopus to a uh to, like a cuttlefish uh-huh. changing colors in the water. <laughs> well, I mean, I want to do that intro because Honestly, though, this episode's special and different. Right. Some, you know, that's that's the bulk of the episodes. But sometimes we have people come into the studio here mm-hmm. and we talk with them. Yeah. Very excited about this one today. I've been uh, a fan of this person for uh, over a decade? Yes. Something like that. Be specific. Me too. And I think we played it really cool. We and did. she was I super cool. I my brain fuzzes over sometimes. Yeah. So I was a little quieter. Yeah. But, Naomi, who's our guest today? Our guest today is the wonderful, hilarious, talented actress, Natalie Morales. You've seen Natalie on shows like The Middleman, Parks and Rec, Santa Clarita Diet, and currently you can catch her Thursday nights at 9.30 on Abby's on NBC. I saw the first episode. What a delight. So delightful. So funny. She plays the titular character, Abby. And also stars the janitor from Scrubs, Neil Flynn. Oh, you love some Scrubs. Love Scrubs. So, yeah, guys. that's I do want Scrubs. Thursday nights at 9.30, you can always catch Natalie. But until then, why don't you catch her on this episode of Couples Therapy? We sit down and we answer your advice. All right? You guys have called in. You have slid into our DMs. And we take some time and we answer a couple of those questions. And I am hoping you will love it. Yeah. A couple pieces of housekeeping, of course. The live show here in Los Angeles is the first Saturday of every month and at the Virgil. Yes. And if you want tickets to that, you go to CouplesTherapyPod.com. Mm-hmm. You can also find out uh, information on CouplesTherapyPod.com about our Patreon and... Oh, yeah. For $5, you get two extra episodes a month, just me and Naomi. And uh, I would, you know, the reviews are in. They're great. (laughs) (laughs) So please, 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 please hit that up. Again, less than the cost of some mod sticks. You know what's up, guys. And if you want to ask your own advice questions... Uh, you can call the call-in line, and the number is on our website, or it's on the, the bio and on Twitter. Uh, so check that out. Naomi, do you have any dates coming up? Um, I'm not quite sure. As <laughs> always, it uh, depends on when this drops. But you know what? April 25th to 27th, I'll be at the Comedy Attic. Also, May 15th, here in Los Angeles, I will be headlining at Dynasty Typewriter. That is 
May 15th. I am doing an hour-long set. It would be wonderful if you were able to come if you were in the L.A. area. So, you know, do what you could do. If not, still love you, boo. All right. And now, let's talk to Natalie. Roll it. Natalie. Yes. How you doing today? (laughs) I'm doing good. I'm doing really good. How are you doing today? I'm doing all right. Just landed. I came from Portland. I was there overnight. Got here. We're living. We're living. How was Portland? White. Yes, as but, it is. Yes. So very, <laughs> so very. So very. If you give it a percentage. Also, you can ask me, Naomi, how I'm doing too. Andy, how are you? We haven't doing? seen each other for 24 hours. I saw you when you got here. I know. Don't create the illusion that we're not connected lovers in front of company. <laughs> Oh. I mean, we spent plenty of time texting each other. We talked on the phone. I don't feel that Portland is a scary white, though. Like, I've been to scary all-white places, yeah. and Portland feels a slightly more welcoming. It feels yeah. like there's a there's an apology for being so white. I was thinking, I was literally <laughs> like, should I live? Because I felt like we, we a friend of mine, we went out to eat, and the waitress was, like, so nice and kept calling me hun and, like, would let me, like, try stuff, you know, before I made a decision. And I was like, should I move here Does and she use want you white to guilt yes. to my advantage? <laughs> I was like, I could live here. They'd be so happy to have it. And, and just milk it. They'd be milk like, look, it. we have one. <laughs> and she's doing great. Yeah. So one person could get reparations by mo- one black person by moving to Portland. Yes. God, and then that's reaping, a great idea. And then reaping the white guilt. <laughs> reaping the benefits idea. of the white guilt. That's a way to live. Yeah. That's a way. Let's do it. Let's Guys, what would it feel? We but, made a pregnancy pact to move to Portland. <laughs> It would feel just like private school all over again, though, right? Mm. Yeah. True. But I, God, did you go to private school? I did, but my private school was full of all Cuban people. So oh, right. I, I, in Miami, white people are the minority. It's okay. like So I grew up not as a minority at all. Oh, gorgeous. So you don't feel very- any otherness? Not really. What's, I, I, what's that like? I have the confidence of like a mediocre white man yeah. because I grew up feeling just the same as everybody else, you know, and, and just as entitled as everybody else. It's very it's very shocking. When I first moved to L.A. was the first time I was like, oh, oh, people are looking at my skin and my face like they're making a judgment before uh-huh. they actually th- that had never happened to me before. And I, I worked at this Mexican restaurant called El Carmen on Third Street. I was a hostess there and. Um, this couple came in and this lady was like, hola, uh, can we have two a seats? And I was like, what are you, what are you doing? And, and I realized that people are making an assumption about my skin tone, which had yeah. never happened. So yeah, mostly I have, I, I don't, I feel like Michelle Tanner in life. You know, like I don't feel, I don't feel like anybody that doesn't deserve everything she got. You like walk around saying, you got it, dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're in, right? That was her catchphrase. That was Stephanie. <laughs> oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Can't keep a Tanner straight. Buen zeros. It's hard. Dia S. Buen zeros. Okay. Okay. You went real far with yeah. your Spanish. Yeah, yeah. I was trying to look. If I just said buenos. Yep. That's not far away enough, Naomi. You gotta look. Yeah, yeah. I'm not teaching you anything about comedy, but Andy, you gotta heighten to the mountains. He loves mm-hmm. to teach me about comedy. Oh boy. Oh, wait, <laughs> oh, since when? <laughs> Hold on. Oh, I love that characterization of you. Um, so, like, so obviously, Natalie, we're gonna get in. We're gonna answer people's relationship questions, so friendship excited. questions. Like, we know what's happening. Oh. But before we get into it, we'd like to give the listeners a sense of where you're coming from. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, okay. what's your, you know, 
how, what is the lens through which you are viewing these okay. queries? Ooh. Yeah, yeah. How postmodern? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. You've really influenced me, Andy. Um, <laughs> so can you tell us, like, have you had, you know, experiences again you know growing up michelle tanner mm-hmm, you know what i mean mm-hmm, and then coming to la like, mm-hmm. did you have experiences could that be if you write a if you write a memoir could it be up growing michelle up michelle tanner <laughs> yeah um can you talk about any experiences if you've had them of being in like an interracial relation yeah i'd say uh most of my relationships outside of miami although okay. a few in miami have all been Inter interracial relations. Yeah, IRC interracial I- couple. IRCs. That's yeah, the vibe. Did you ever have moments though? Because okay, Cuban in Miami is like Cuban, mm-hmm. like real, like you grew up Cuban. Mm-hmm. Have you ever had moments with your non-Cuban lover where it was like, okay, you're like not getting this flavor right now? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, and 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 it's very. I have experienced like a date. Or two where they're like very excited for me to call them Poppy or something. <laughs> what? And I'm like, that's just not going to happen. Ew. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's just like a feeling I get. It's not that they yeah. told me that. It's that I know that they're like. They were giving off call me they Poppy were, vibes. They were giving that that off. Yeah. So um, so I didn't go on any more dates with them. Oh, you're uh, so good. Because I you would. <laughs> I just like, it's like, you seem to be into me. I don't know if it's a good reason or a bad reason, but, but I like the I'll attention. Take it. Um, yeah. Before you, Andy, before you, before you. Uh, <laughs> I just assumed, but, but thanks for the... The clarification. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah, Cuban dudes are, are, um, it's, it's, yeah, you're just dating, the, yeah. it's the, it's, you might as well be dating your brother. Um, and same for Cuban women. Um, but, but, yeah, there's, a, there's, a, it's a, it's a fun family to have, although yeah. I have, I have to be like, if I ever bring anybody back home, I have to be like... Uh, it's loud. Uh, there, yeah. they, um, they will all. Any, everyone in my family will tell you when they have to go to the bathroom, even though you didn't ask. Uh, and they'll all try to shove food down your throat. And they, and and basically, my house is like. I don't know that this is specifically Cuban or just my house. My house is like. I realize that the hierarchy there is like who's had it worse that day. Like that's like how it, how they. How they exist. So yeah. it's, it is shocking. It is quite a culture shock, I imagine, for yeah. people uh, that haven't experienced it. But I feel like I'm a good bridge. Right. Well, you, you have to be. I have to. You, you have, have to be. be. Yeah. The bridge to Terabithia. Yes. Um, I don't know. A movie I thought of. Because I felt that way, Andy, when you came to Detroit. Because my mom's family's from Detroit, and that's mm-hmm. where I spent all my summers. But that's also like a loud, active household. It's always like someone insists we put a movie on, yeah. but then everybody talked through the movie. Right. So now everyone's loud enough to be heard over the movie. Movie's still playing. <laughs> it, it's just like, and I remember like the time I knew you were going to be fine. Do mm-hmm. you remember this, Andy? We were at my grandma's house, and it was like insanity. And you had found a chair. And you were asleep with your chin to your chest. You were just taking a nap in the middle of all of it. And you were like, oh, oh my God, I found one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's great. Yeah. He does think he can deal. I've learned to take naps in any kind of terrain. Yeah. <laughs> Going back to high school, when I had a, an independent study in science, and I would go into the, the chemical room, mm. and I would take naps in there. The chemical room? Yeah, <laughs> next to the chemistry. What kind next of high school the- did you go to? <laughs> Uh, I went like to, a ke- you mean like a chemistry lab kind of thing? Yeah, we went. We built thirty bombs there. Okay, you know, yeah, I got it, got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, like next to the chemistry room, there was like uh, there was the room that had all the chemicals for the experiments. I didn't go to any schools that had like chemistry. That was too fancy. <laughs> I mean, 
chemistry, just basic chemistry. Basic chemistry. It's, it's much. like they couldn't afford the beakers at the schools <laughs> I went to. They like just showed us pictures of what would happen. Oh my god. Yeah. But okay, have you done what about the inverse experience? Because I've certainly had experiences where I've been taken home to mm. a situation where I'm like what the fuck is this? <laughs> Why is everyone kissing everyone on the lips? Ew! Uh, yeah, uh, like, oh, that's like a waspy thing, isn't it's, it? Yeah, it's a very, well, it's a, it's a, it's multiple white cultures, I feel, I feel like. Um, there's also, there's also a real, like, there's like the, the whole, like, golf country clubby culture that Ooh. I don't know anything about and yeah. that I, I severely disrespect. Yeah. So I, it's hard for me to, like, be cool, you yeah. know? Um, yeah, yeah. The movie thing, the opposite that I found is that um I've been to people's houses who are who are white that I'm dating and then they're like in a family event and they'll put on the television and not talk to each other the whole time. So everybody's just watching TV for yeah. hours yeah. <laughs> without talking to each other and I'm like we're only here once a year. What? Yes. What I, but I guess, you know, that's that's what happens. I what? guess. What were you going to say? Not that I'm <laughs> judging, a... but it happens, yeah. That was a very aggressive yes. Well, no, but that idea of like coming together and not speaking, because I, I will I will be such a little nag, I feel like, with you when we're at your parents' a house. A nebbish? Nebbish. <laughs> because we'll go, and then you'll just like sit on your phone or something, and I'll be like, you have to talk to them. We came all the way here. You're supposed to talk to them. We're only here for 48 hours or 72 hours. We have to talk. Yeah, I'm trying to keep the peace. Mm-hmm. <laughs> by not talk, but that's again, like by not talking, which is... Like where my mother like won't let us. She will literally be like, "Why are you still sleeping?" Same. same. My mom will wake me up every yeah. time I come home. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, "Wow, they just like let you be." That's huh. Weird. <laughs> well, she doesn't. Your mom doesn't wake us up now, but she will give us a lot of side eye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she will read us afterwards in very tiny comments, tiny reads. What you so tired pamphlets. for? <laughs> It'll be that, and you're like, "Wow, well, that's so great." Yeah, it was 11 a.m. <laughs> And I'm living, <laughs> but she no, she won't. She won't wake us up if you're there. But if it's just me, it will be a right. full on like get up. And then if you're there, it's more like you must have been really. How late you stay up, kids? Right, I'm your buffer. Mm-hmm. Mild. That is the good thing. Yeah. <laughs> also, I feel like if you have someone from another culture, your family feels like they need to be on their best behavior. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh for real. So it's like because they don't want the other person to think. That everyone's like this, <laughs> so it does help. I feel like there's less of a buffer if 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 it was a Cuban person that I was bringing home. There's less of a buffer. They'd be like, ah, they know how crazy we are. Right, right, you know? right. They get it. Yeah, they get it. That's true. You IRCs, to- interesting stuff going on. <sighs> I mean, honestly, we're doing the Lord's work. All sure, right, yeah. we're combining yeah. races. We are creating bridges. Making the future. We're making the we're future. Beijing the future. Yeah, we're beijing the future. Um, do you have like? Any um, friendship, this is like different from relationship. You know, I feel like we always talk about relationships of like, what's your deal breaker? What's the things you don't like when it comes to dating somebody? Mm-hmm. But what about friends? Do you ever have things where I'm like, because I've had moments, and I think I've just been thinking about it more since we've moved here where we are just like meeting new people and trying to like establish that, you know? Trying yeah. to make actual friends out here. Yeah. You know what I, what I, I actually narrowed this down the other day and I might have been <laughs> slightly high, but I, I stand by it. Uh, and I think this is so... I don't know if this is like evolutionarily based. That's not a right thing okay, to say. Okay, go ahead, science. But, but, but I realize that I'm only interested in people uh, sexually or friendshiply or relationshiply. I'm so not making English <laughs> words here. Um, All adverbs. If they are, if they are in any way interested in um, 
things outside themselves. So, for example, like if you have all shitty qualities about you, but you bring your own reusable bag to the grocery store, I'm like, there's something in here that I connect <laughs> to, right? But if you're like just a person who exists in the world and doesn't fucking care about the advancement of it, if you're mm. not into even the smallest, smallest yeah. part of it, if you're just like, I, I go to work, I come home, I party, this is what I do, and I don't really care about the world or anything, I, I don't find you attractive as a friend or as a partner. And so I was like, I, I was thinking about that and I was like, I wonder if that's like just a, a, a primal attraction of like this person is looking out for the survival of our <laughs> of our kind and yeah. I'm inherently attracted to that more than I am to someone who's like, Ugh, I'm just living, you know? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I like when people are invested in other people and the world around them and the environment and politics, whatever it may be that is like not just their everyday ho-hum yeah. life. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and I wondered if that was like, you know, some sort of a, a primal Your DNA thing. screaming yeah, yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. Protect to the me. void. You would rather have a dollop of empathy rather exactly. than six pack abs. Ex- a, t- a thousand percent. A thousand percent. If I was dating a supermodel who just cared about themselves, I would not date them for very long. I mean, I would, I would get it, but then I would, <laughs> then I would move on. But what if they had six pack abs plus those little the oblique things? Yeah, that go it, down it's still your... it wouldn't do it for me. I, I'm very attracted to people who are who are, and again. As friends as well, I'm so unattracted to people who are just like, this is my life. Yeah. That's all there is. You know, I, I don't care about anything else. Yeah. It's a, and that's not to say they're selfish people. Uh, they could be generous. They could be whatever. But the fact that they don't have any, like, sight beyond their own circle right. is what's odd to me. And yeah. I, I don't find it attractive. Isn't that interesting? Maybe it's, it's not. No, it is. No, it's, <laughs> it's weird good. to say, isn't that interesting after you come up with a theory? What a, what a Does, bullshit thing. Naomi, are you attracted to my social consciousness? I mean, at times you're almost too woke. I'd like you to take a nap. But no, actually, yes, that's of course that's a great that's what I love. term. <laughs> I'm like, I, I love it. But I'm like, no, of course. No, I think it definitely. can go too far. Absolutely. Yeah. I, you know, there are people who it's like, okay. <laughs> but yeah. I no, but totally. I agree. I mean, it's, but it is interesting, though, you, you were feeling that way, like, it's ha- you're noticing you wanting that quality lately, mm-hmm. right? Like in the last few years. No, I think I've oh, always, always wanted that. Okay. I just kind of uh, like narr- like realized it. Uh-huh. I was like, oh, this is the this is the pattern of people I'm like really attracted to. Mm-hmm. Uh, is people who, or, or that I'm attracted to someone and that'll push me over the edge once I've, you know, once I'm like, oh my God, you volunteered at an animal shelter? <laughs> I'm like, holy shit. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, definitely. Especially, yeah. I feel like, there were definitely things with you when we met. Look, first of all, you did have the two cats, and I thought that's really sweet, and yeah. you were like very sweet to them. And then of course, Andy had gone to grad school for philosophy, and like when I went to his house, it was like oh, so many fancy pants books. And we met in the world of comedy, where <laughs> nobody was talking about anything but comedy. Yeah, do you know what I mean? That I was like interesting, right? Different, yeah, different. Yeah. I can talk about third beats and Foucault. Ooh, <laughs> see, we're both impressed. That was us making impress sounds. <laughs> You've got it all. (laughs) I feel like you were just putting on a performance for the camera. Well, you know what? I think that can also be valuable. The willingness to put on the performance shows how much you care. True. Thank you. I agree. Okay, Natalie, we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to get into these questions. You ready, girl? I'm ready. All right. We'll be right back. And we're back. Here we are. It's happening. So, uh, we have put out the call to our listeners to uh, call in. To send DM, slide into our DMs, to email in 
questions. Advice questions about friendship, about relationships. I have called the best of the best. Oh, yeah. Call them, maybe. Now, this first one comes to us from Kate. <laughs> and it's actually Naomi about us, but I thought we would do this with Natalie, with NM, New Mexico. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yep. there was a, a, a an outside we need it. Uh, thought we need about it. We need it. Natalie, moral-less? Moral-less. Just if you need that. I could also be Natalie, more or less. It depends on what it is you need. <laughs> what so vibe you're versatile. looking for. Yeah, so yeah, versatile. Yeah, yeah. Hi, Angie and Naomi. It's Kate. My relationship question is about you. When are you guys getting married? Um, are you going to have your fans host a wedding? Or what's the plan? When's the date? Give us the deets. Take care. Bye. Aww. Oh. I don't know so. how you expect me to chime into that. <laughs> well, I thought about, look, uh, we are getting married as soon as we can afford to pay for a wedding ourselves. And mm-hmm. for people who may just be hearing the show for the first time, you know, like, honestly, love it. Get here when you get here. Right. Um, but if you didn't know, yes, Andrew and I have been together nine years. We have been engaged for six. So inquiring minds do want to know. Mm-hmm. Okay? Kate's not crazy. I run into people. From our past, our early days, we'll be like, are you guys married yet? And I'll be like, nope. And they like have a moment on their face. And they're like, like, oh, is everything going okay? <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a moment. They wonder. They wonder. Mm-hmm. Um, but we are holding out for a hero. And by <laughs> hero, I mean actual wedding. Is that too, am I too basique? Is that too basique to hold out? I don't think so. Uh, I do think that like, <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> no. I love it. Oh, it's, Natalie's it's, finding it's, her words. It's going to come out now. Um, I think that most of the time marriage is bullshit. Uh-huh, uh, uh-huh, but uh-huh. I do think there are a few valuable reasons to do it, which is uh, uh, insurance, <laughs> um, taxes, be, having like hospital visitation rights and all that stuff, pull the plug-ish stuff. Yeah. <laughs> that's um, the only reason why we're getting married. Yeah, so there's, there's some tax the break. But that, that's what I'm saying, like the the legal wedding part of it, yeah. right? Because uh, I think that like a commitment is beautiful and like uh, having your family celebrate that commitment is beautiful. Um, so I think that, I don't think it's basic at all. I think it's like you wait for the thing that you want. However, if you want those sweet, sweet tax breaks, you might as well go to civil court and just yeah. do it and then have the wedding of your dreams whenever you have it. Yeah. I know. I mean, we've felt like, because I've definitely felt like, as you said, because I think this is why I haven't rushed. You guys live together. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's not that I feel, because I already feel like the relationship is full, right? right. So I, that's why I'm like, nine years we're together. I'm not like, it's not real until we sign that paper. Yes. So that's why I haven't really been kind of been like, we have to do this right now. Whereas I do want to have that wedding party. And I don't think I was even a, like a little girl who dreamed of a wedding. It's almost like as I've gotten older and gone to other people's weddings, you know, and like you yeah, see it you're and like, you're like, oh, oh. So what's the wedding of your dreams, your collective dreams? Why is this so expensive? I, <laughs> I mean, really, the one the the one that we want. We've been to uh, so many of our friends' weddings that were just like in a restaurant. Mm-hmm. They had a nice little ceremony, and then um, maybe there there's like dance. There's music in the background, but you don't have to dance if you don't want. There's yeah. no DJ. There's no there's no one like, yeah. hey, we're gonna do the electric slide now. Right. There's nothing. Then it's not like a bar mitzvah. Mm-hmm. It's nothing like that, and it's just been fun and casual, and that's really what we want. Uh, but even that is 
kind of expensive. Yeah, like to, and yeah. to feed a hundred people. Totally, you know what I mean? Totally. And like in a place that looks decent, and totally. especially for us, it would probably be New York. So that comes with its own. Oh thing. yeah, that's a whole other thing. And that was what it was. But also for me, my initial like initially my idea of a wedding day like I wanted it to be fun like I literally was looking up okay how do I rent skee-ball machines like Ooh, I yeah, wanted to have nice. like we thought of food trucks why don't you do it at a Dave and Buster's you get food you get <laughs> skee-ball machines you get it all together oh god <laughs> if you came to a wedding and ate a damn chicken finger <laughs> you would take your gift back yeah I would I would I'm kidding please don't do it at a Dave and Buster's but that sounds super fun I, my friends just did a, a nice restaurant wedding in Brooklyn and it wasn't that expensive yeah yeah how small I think they were like 60 people. You want a bigger party. Yeah, I I I get it. I just know that's the cutoff. I feel like it's like under a hundo. Yeah. You can do it. Well, there's not that many big restaurants that would fit over 100 people, I would think. Right. right? I know. With with space space. to dance if one wanted. One felt. Or a ski ball machine. I was, one of the other things in the question that I wanted to weigh in on, (laughs) because we, Naomi and I have put up, you know, since we work together and live together and we've had to put up some kind of boundaries between Mm -hmm. like what we will talk about in public and what we won't talk about and just how much we will let fans into our, so that there's something that is uh, just ours. Right. Right. Um, And so the idea, like we have thought like, I don't know what if we, like not for real, but like we could <laughs> kickstart. We could put a kickstart. Uh-huh. It's a oh, yeah. jo- in our it's low a moments. Joke. In our low moments, I go. Oh, I'm moments. just gonna start a goddamn Patreon. I yeah, <laughs> I totally get it. I man, I had a great idea for that. I I shouldn't share it publicly because then maybe someone will steal it. But fuck it, uh, I don't have time, <laughs> so I'll do it. I thought an idea like Kickstarter, but for weddings, where instead of getting people a gift, like a plate or something, you just help them fund their wedding, and it's your guests that are coming to your wedding. And it's like, do you want to get them a ping... Pinball machine, right. then is that what you said? No, ski you ball. said yeah, ski ball. No, you, yeah, a, a ski ball machine, then here you can do this, and it's like different different things where y- you can buy them all their tables, you can buy them the DJ, you can buy them the photography, you can buy them whatever, and then no one feels like they're giving you a gravy boat. Right. Everyone feels they're gonna come because they paid for that right. shit. <laughs> they're invested in it, and everybody is like, you know, I don't know. It's like you get to design the wedding you want, and the people that you love you get to help you do it. Yeah, you know, and it, and it probably costs them the same as it would to buy you a gift that you don't need. Well, exactly, right? Because it's yeah. always like, especially no one steal this idea. <laughs> I'll do it eventually. <laughs> okay, literally, this is the trademark right yeah, now. Okay. All right, yes, this patent is pending. It happening because I agree. Because especially because I think there's so many rules around. Well, what do you get someone, and how much it's supposed to mm-hmm. be, and you know what that all means, and it's like. Out of secrecy and nonsense out of this stuff. Yeah. It costs money. This is what it costs. You want to come, you don't. Yeah. Period in the story. Yeah. Because especially I think in our case where we have been together so long, I don't need you to buy me a stand mixer. Right. I can buy a stand mixer. Right. Or I already got, you know, whatever it is. Like that's not the stuff. Yeah. We've already bought all the stuff for ourselves <laughs> that we really need. Exactly. Except for a nice uh <laughs> what you call it? Blender. Yep, like a Vitamix style. Yeah. I Get recommend a- the ninja cheaper and it's great. Really? I have one. Yes. Hmm. Because he thing. does, he lo- Andy loves a smoothie. Oh, the Ninja has all these attachments. I really like it. It's much <laughs> cheaper. I, I didn't get an, a Vitamix because I was like, this is elitist. Who needs this? <laughs> Who needs this expensive ass blender? I want. So, I, you know what? I need some bouginess. I need some elitism I get it. in my life. <laughs> Listen, I wouldn't turn a Vitamix down. Right. I'm just saying. Yeah. yeah it's just not so bad. Bill. I get yeah. it. I'm from Pennsylvania. I need to. I need to drape myself in, in the, the in smoothie. Uh, yes. <laughs> The smoothie of the upper class. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, I get it. Sick. Well, if I do invent this, yeah. I'll let you know, and you guys will be the first. We will be couple. Can we invest yeah. in it? 
Oh, yeah. yeah. <gasps> Why don't we all do it together? Let's be, oh, I love this. It's starting right. a company. It's yeah. very communist. Okay, guys, we are, first of all, we're moving to Portland. <laughs> we are starting a new business. That's like kind of perfect for Portland too. Oh my God. You know, Pacific Northwest. I know. And I know. Like we totally. move to entrepreneurs. Yeah. San Francisco. No, no, no. We want to stay small. Okay. Like we got to keep our over. It's just low. us and Nike. <laughs> Guys, we are going to disrupt the wedding business. Yeah. <laughs> disruptors. Yes. I like how disruptors, <laughs> they, they're around just long enough to destroy whatever they're disrupting. <laughs> and then they, they suck bail. out all the money and then bail. <laughs> mm. Like Lyft. Guys, have you noticed this? <laughs> Lyft just uh, went public, and now their service is way worse. And they slashed all the, they slashed the, not the prices, the payment. They did. Yeah, that's yeah. The shitty. drivers are getting less. I think. Really? Yeah. That's terrible. That's I mean, always tip your drivers, but that's but terrible. No. We have to rise up <laughs> against the disruptors. Against yes, against Peter Thiel. Wait, don't sue us, <laughs> Andy. Don't okay, sue us out of existence. Okay, cut Wait, that. Wait, let's just do cut another. That. I'm trying to live. <laughs> All right, another question before Peter Thiel sucks our blood. All right, this next question comes to us from Katie, writing us from Boston on Instagram. Do you ever have a day or a few in a row where you just don't feel like you're vibing? Like you bicker about everything and you each answer each other in a tone, that's in quotes, that causes the whole circle of conversation. Why do you have an attitude? Why do you have an attitude? Because I feel like this is normal for every couple but sometimes my insecurities lead me to believe i'm all alone i look up to you both bless and hope that my boyfriend and i can one day also say we've been together for multiple terms thanks for making <laughs> us laugh every week we are in our third year of dating by the way okay and then there's a uh, a smiley emoji but with the hands out i love it that's like hug one right oh is that, is that, oh, is that what it is? is i always maybe i just really want a hug but i feel like when people send that it's a little hug i'm slightly on the spectrum so i got a lot of trouble reading, reading emo- emojis <laughs> <laughs> do we there are are there cycle the bicker cycles yeah the bicker man <laughs> that's that's you baby that's you baby um definitely definitely don't we go through like bicker bickery moments uh there may be like <laughs> he's like trying to be gentle a certain week don't you even <laughs> pin it on my period bitch a certain week mm-hmm. Natalie, have you lived in the bicker zone? I I have, but I found that, uh, from my experience, the bicker zone comes from an inability to be fully honest. Mm, okay, uh, preach on it. You know, because if you're like, if you're able, if you feel comfortable enough to tell your partner, uh, like, this is bothering me that you just did this, without the fear of them blowing up or whatever's going to happen afterwards, then you, the bickerness comes from built-up resentment, mm-hmm. I feel like, even if they're tiny, tiny, tiny resentments, right? Yeah. So if you just like, get those out, then it won't be like a week of bickering. It'll be like five minutes of bickering, and then you're you're good. Yeah. Um. Hopefully, you're good. <laughs> but like, yeah, I, I think... I I think radical honesty in a relationship is really weird and and <laughs> and hard to try. But once you try it, it's like there's no going back because yeah. then Wait, what you? is the point? Yes, like actual radical. What, Completely what is, radical. I mean, you don't you don't have to tell us like an actual thing. But it, what can you give an example of what could be like a a, a piece of radical honesty that you would like, say to a partner? Like I would say. Uh, I never want to get married. <laughs> <That's fair. laughs> or 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 I I ha, ha if I weren't dating you, I have a crush on this person. <laughs> um which is like a very scary thing to say to some people yeah. or like I don't like it when you do this thing sexually or uh Lust. you know or or whatever whatever it is, it's just 
those like we have such a I think there's such a weird thing that we have where we like feel like we have to be this perfect thing for this other person and and then sort of trap them in a relationship and then once they're committed we're like this is me and if you don't like me fuck you and so like what's the point of hiding all those things about yourself that you might think are not super likable because then they then who they fall in love with isn't you yeah. so then you might as well just be like Hi, I'm a I'm a weirdo, and I and I don't like it when you do this thing from the top or whatever, you know, because then you don't suffer the rest of the time when when the, suddenly there's all this friction because yeah, you know, yeah, the truth is discovered. Yeah. It's just like what what's the point of some of liking someone who doesn't actually like you? Like, what is the point? Yeah, I think it has so much of that stems from though that feeling. Because I feel like in my past it was because I didn't like me. Right. Right. So I couldn't have expected you to like me. So like I wanted to be who you thought I was or I wanted to be who I presented that first evening, you know, and then try like so it was even like because you're right. Try to live up to that. Yeah. Yeah. What was different about me then? Well, I met you at a time where I was like, I'm done giving (laughs) fucks. Like I was like really direct. But I think it also helped too. We were friends first. So I didn't meet you with this angle of like, gotta hook them. So it kind of made it like a little I had a crush on you. I know, but because, you know, you were like giving me spectrum vibes, I had no way of knowing that. <laughs> it was like, literally, I was like, is this what you call a crush? I, I would G chat you and ask what that emoji, what the emotion, <laughs> what the emotion was. We would go over flashcards with emojis on and them. And I was like, I'm going to work with this one. Yeah. No, but it's I true. I totally get what you're saying. Yeah. Yes. But I was like, that was like that vibe. But I think with the bickering too, I think I found, because you're definitely right, because a lot of times I feel like, when Andy and I will get into bicker mode, and I don't know where Katie's at. They've been together three years, but I don't know if they're living together. I do think when you live together, it brings up more of that bicker. A thousand percent. Because it's like, because I know, I think you and I are both, Andy, we are loners, I think, by yeah. nature. We like to be alone. We like to isolate. Right. So there'll be moments where it's like the friction when I like want to literally just like eat by myself. Yeah. When we yeah. Can't, I found that I found that I get bristly, the most bristly when I really just want to be alone. Yes. And I don't know how to say that. Yeah. And that's the most bristly I get. That's yeah. A, that's a really good point. I also get bristly in those occasions. Also, I'm. It also depends if you're like a morning person, night person mm-hmm. kind of thing. I've I've been in situations where I'm like. Truly do not talk to me. Uh, I've just woken up. Yes. I, I don't need your energy. I love you, but get the fuck away from me right now with this happiness. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. I feel you on that. Morning morning people in general. Yeah. Like, I had to do I, The other day I was lying down. I took a break. I was working and I was like, I had this thought in my head and I was like, I, I want to tweet it because I think it's funny. And I thought, I just want to be, uh, I just want to do nothing and be left alone. And that, and then I was like, God, that's so sad. It's <laughs> <laughs> so like awful, but it really was what I, I wanted to do nothing and yeah. be left completely alone. Yes. And, I, and I think we all need that sometimes. Yeah. yeah. I 100% get that. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes I want to take a bath and read a comic book. <laughs> yes. And I don't want, I don't, <laughs> that's all I want to do. Mm-hmm. I know. And I don't want anyone to comment on the fact that I'm taking a bath and <laughs> reading a comic What was this reader's book. name? Kate. Yeah. Kate. So Kate, I would say Katie. maybe a little more alone time would be good. Yeah. So I'm like, wherever if you are like living with this person, it's like, don't be afraid to say when you need to be left alone. Mm-hmm. Also, it's also too like, and if you're not living together, but sometimes you're like, 
take a beat before you get together. Yeah. If you're meeting up, it's like, and you're feeling like, oh, I can't even with him right now. You know, whatever <laughs> it is, or with her right now. It's like, l- take a second and just be like, all right, I'm going to go do my own thing for like 30 to an hour. And I'll meet up with you after that. Yeah. I feel like that's the key. But no, this is not, Katie was saying like, am I crazy for having this feeling? Not crazy. No, nope. we are three people telling you it is real. It is normal. But also that there are things to do. Yes. To help. Yes. If you're bristling, take a beat before you start dissing him. Okay, baby. Yes. Put that on a shirt. I feel like we say maybe. I I feel like we say a shirt a shirt (laughs) worthy thing every episode, Naomi. Are you writing them down? I mean, I guess you have them recorded for a few for if you need them. I said this to someone else at a party. I was like, Do you ever we came up with some idea like your wedding app thing? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, Do you ever think about how many just like technological ideas you just come up with like when you're talking to people or like on a podcast or something like that that you just throw into the ether that could probably make you more money than you are making (laughs) living doing doing living your dreams yeah (laughs) yeah i don't know how the wedding app would make money i guess you would take a percentage like kickstarter does yeah i know but that seems well so all of the ones the honeymoon ones do too you know when you can donate Mm, to someone's honeymoon they take like two percent or something okay all right you're i can like, live with right. that there it is good two percent of your love yeah two percent of your love Ooh, that's a black mirror episode <laughs> don't write it okay what is <laughs> um we are gonna take another break and then we'll be back to answer some more yo questions Hey, young world, the world is yours. It is I, OCT, the producer of the Baller Alert Show podcast, featuring none other than myself. And the kid, Ferrari Simmons. With your favorite Ethiopian, Sue Solo. The Baller Alert Show podcast is here for you, keeping you in the know with the latest of your favorite celebrities, current events, and providing free games to the listeners in need. So join the talk of the town, because it's going down. It's the Baller Alert Show podcast, baby. Don't, don't you ever forget it. We cover the latest in entertainment, but we're bringing you the entertainment directly from the source. That's right. We have celebrity guest hosts, exclusive interviews, and it all goes down on the Baller Alert Show podcast. We are your number one source for the culture. So like DJ Khaled says, don't ever play yourself. Join the conversation today. Head on over to the Baller Alert Show and join me, Ferrari Simmons. Join me, Sue Solo. And it's all produced by me, OCT, on the Baller Alert Show podcast. Available on iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you Get your podcast. And we're back. Oh my God, I missed you. I hope you're doing well. You know, we're here with Natalie Morales. We are. Okay. And we are speaking truth to power and we're helping you get your life. <laughs> That's what we do. Daytime talk show. Yes. You're in. Okay. I'm I, I'm not that Natalie Morales, but no, I, I but I, <laughs> but I, I can you be. Might, you might be the Gale King to your Oprah. Is that what you're trying to? Or I, the Gale to her Oprah. We, we, uh, yeah, I guess your listeners, you have to let them know that I'm not the daytime <laughs> one because they wouldn't know. They're not seeing my face. That's true. That's true. I'm not, I've never, I have been on the Today Show, but only as a guest. But not with that Natalie Morales. No, never. Oh my God. Can you imagine? I know. It'd be great. I, I did pitch them like an April Fool's thing where it, they just come <laughs> back from a segment and I'm like, hi, I'm Natalie Morales. I just continue and yeah. don't say anything. They didn't take it. They should have. Fools. Yeah. That would, would have been amazing. Totally. And honestly, half the people would have been like, that's her. I know. Yeah. All the <laughs> racist people who tell me we look exactly alike. I'm like, we look nothing alike. <laughs> people somehow feel like we do. Nope. Not at all. You got another one, Andy? This next voicemail comes to us from Mary Elizabeth. And has to deal with a frenemy. Ooh, frenemies. Hi, Naomi and Andy. Uh, this is Mary Elizabeth. 
So I have a friendship question. I have this friend. Um, let's call her her name's Layla because she doesn't listen to the show because she's lame. Um, that's kind of a joke, but not really. Uh, she and I don't get along. We used to get along fine, but it's kind of one of those things that it was like she seemed really great at first, but now that I've gotten to know her. We really, like, don't rub the right way, and um, a lot of times, it kind of comes from her side. Like, I will just be living my life, and she'll say something that upsets me, and I'll just kind of be like, you know, set a boundary. Like, hey, what you said kind of hurt my feelings, and instead of her being like, oh, I'm so sorry, I won't say it again, um, it becomes about how, like, you think I'm a bully? Like, I'm not mean. We have a bunch of groups friends, uh, we work in the same building, we're in the same graduate program for schools, so we're in a lot of the same classes, and so, like, I just cannot get away from her, but it's getting to the point now that everything she does makes me angry. I don't know what to do. I'm, I can't not take it personally, so do you have any tips on how we might repair this? I have tried to bring it up, like, hey, do you want to dig into, like, What's really making this tension? Like, what really makes us fight so much? And all I got back was that it was all my fault. I love you guys. Thank you so much. Bye. Wow. Whew, Mary Doozy. Elizabeth. That Woo! made me stressed. I know. That's like a lot. Yeah. Working Mary in the same Elizabeth, building. I'm sorry. I know, girl. You had to say building in the same graduate program? Because I'm like, you got to walk away, but it doesn't sound like she really can. Right, but I guess my question would be, are you really friends or are you just shoved together all the time? Because right. if so, then you don't have to like share anything personal with her or go out with her on your free time. I mean, right. I guess she should say it's a group of friends that all are friends with her also. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I guess you have to unpersonify it. And wow, I am... I'm tired, you guys. No, I'm into this. You um, have your own language. You're writing your yeah, own book. Yeah, I, <laughs> I mean that like... You have to not take it as personal if if you got to just move that person sort of at arm's length emotionally yeah, and go like, yes, I see them all the time. They're fine. I don't trust them with my life and my secrets mm-hmm. and yeah. my and my love and my emotions, but they're there and they're living their life and I'm just not going to invest in that way and it's fine. Yeah. I've certainly had to do that with people yeah. where, where it's not necessarily that they were a bad person. It's just that we did not m- right. maybe get along or that they were shitty people, you know? Right. Yeah. <laughs> I no. wonder if it's pot like the person's there all the time and if they have you ever had a friendship it's not like a great friendship but they think they're better friends with you than you think you are with them mm-hmm. and so you might want to put up those bricks build that wall yeah <laughs> Jesus such Christ. a monster well obviously this woman doesn't think she's better friends with her because she says everything's her fault Right. right, but she might, but the, she might just be uh, a awful human. The other person, right, mm-hmm. might be an awful person. What was your name? Our fake Layla. Layla. Yeah, yeah. Right, might be <laughs> lame Layla. And uh, sorry, Layla, if you do listen to this, not a real name. It's fine. Uh, Go ahead. I think it was a real. Yeah, name. I think she said it is her real name because she oh. doesn't listen to it. <laughs> oh, because she. <laughs> Uh, oh, Layla, so, Layla. Yeah, we don't have your side of the story. But <laughs> the thing is, what if lame Layla is not a good person mm-hmm. and uh, and maybe a shallow person, maybe, but she thinks she's good friends with um, Mary, Mary Elizabeth. Elizabeth. But Mary Elizabeth is like trying to like put up as as many boundaries as possible. Um, 
but uh, uh, Lame Layla keeps knocking them down, keeps keeps uh, taking a ladder and climbing over. Well, but I would argue too, you know, Mary Elizabeth, you talked about trying these different ways and wanting to kind of unpack and see where the tension is. And I think that when you try to engage and somebody comes back so defensive, you cannot go any further. She's done her part. If she goes to someone, this hurts me, and they go, you think I'm a bully? Mm -hmm. Or why are we having this tension? You got the tension. Well, you can't actually have a conversation. Yeah. So the question is, you know, what can you do on a more practical level so that you don't have to have this interaction all the time? And I think as much as possible, like, I mean... I can't tell. Are you guys like texting? Is she calling you to hang out and get together? If she's not, let it die. Yeah. Let it fade. Yeah. Distance. I mean, just because you see her around doesn't mean you have to like be like, hi, how are you? Right. And like do the whole fake thing. You'd be like, hello. Or you can have, if you considered yourselves good friends at some point, you can have the, I've had this conversation before where I've been like, hey, our relationship has changed. I feel like that's obvious. I care about you very much. But it's okay that we're not as good of friends as we used to be. I can still care about you. You can still count on me if you really need me. But, like, let's not put extra tension on it. It's, yeah. It's, you're over there. I'm over here. Right. It's all good. <laughs> That's a hard conversation to have, but sometimes it can be really helpful. It, it helped me and, and my friend in that situation because we were feeling all that tension of, like, expectation be, and like yeah. what, what 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 do we need to be to each other? And then once it was just like, we don't need to be anything. We're fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, it helped. Yeah. I used to think of friendships like I would read – if I started a magazine, I would have to read it till the end. Mm-hmm. If I started a book, I have to read it to the end. So friendships, obviously, I have I need this to last until we all die. Right. Right? I can't – but maybe it's okay to drown your friendship in a bathtub. You're a monster. What are you saying? I'm saying that like I've – as I've gotten older, I've realized that it's okay – that you don't have to like hold on to everything so tightly. Yeah. No, you don't yeah. need to be a completist about existence. Yeah. <laughs> you can put the magazine on the table further away from you. Yeah. yeah. So that it's there yeah. and and the magazine's fine. You can dust it every now and then. <laughs> you can make sure the magazine's okay. You but... can tear out the articles you want to read and exactly. leave and just put the rest in the recycling bin. Exactly. It's okay. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Definitely. I feel that way too. I definitely have had this feeling. Um, cause I tend to be someone who like, when I do like somebody, like I, I don't really have a lot of walls, so I'll go all in. Like we went to some bar, we went to a party a couple weekends ago. I met some woman, we're talking to a mutual friend and they're just talking about like how the relationship, her like personal relationship is dissolving. And I was like, okay girl, let's get into it. <laughs> I was like, okay, this is what you need to do. And like, but and I was like, what was her name again? Like, yeah. re- I will do that. But then I know that feeling of like getting to know somebody and then being like, oh, mm-hmm. nah, Right. <laughs> you know, not not bad, but maybe we don't vibe or you're not, yeah. you know. I do my vetting all before. I'm going to go all in. How same you, as me. Yeah, I have keep how? a wall. And and but like but it's the same thing like with dating where it's like this is who I am. Yeah, no. I don't know how to do it. I, I go hard. I don't I don't not I don't not uh tell them who I am. I go I'm like, "Hey, I'm Natalie. Uh you're great. Let's hang out." Right, but I don't I I don't invest. Okay. Until I'm like Mm. And that might be just because I'm jaded as fuck. Yeah, yeah. But I also am like, uh, I, I just need to know, like, this is what this is mm-hmm. as a writer. We're not best friends. Right. That right, takes right. time. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think that's okay. I, I don't think so. No, you're right. I think people don't shouldn't expect rushed intimacy. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, definitely. Like that, if you asked, if you gave that woman advice and then at the end of that conversation was like, what's your name again? Like, I think that's fine. <laughs> yeah. You just met her. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> 
I would be fine with that. I'd yeah. be like, my name's Natalie. Thank you so much. <laughs> but also, I was thinking, you kind of latched onto that conversation because so many people, you go to a party here, and it's just like, how's your overall deal? I don't know. What whatever. are you working on? And you're like, I it's don't stuff like that. And it's just that. like, yeah. yeah. Just mentally, you're just like, it felt yeah. real. You're, you're, yeah. It was you're like stabbing oh. yourself in the chest with a knife in your brain. Exactly. And this was like a real, oh, we can have a conversation that doesn't have to do with uh, any of this stuff. Yeah. Can I tell you guys this microphone has a distinctive smell and I don't, <laughs> I don't know what it is. And this whole time has been very distracting. I just oh. want to say that. Good or bad? Neutral, but, oh. but strong something. I don't know what it is. But I'll like, let you know maybe yeah. by the end Interesting. Oh my god! I've been writing a lot of smell jokes lately. Yeah, so I've been yeah. Smell this mic later. Let's see what happens. Who <laughs> will see if I can get another <laughs> yeah. sweet tweet out of that? Oh jeez! Do you have one more you want to do? Yeah, Andy? let's do this one. Okay, this comes to us from Claire. This is All a right. voicemail. All right, Claire, and it's about being alone. You know what? We got we got some themes. Yeah, I didn't mean these themes to come mm. up, but these themes are emerging from the ground <laughs> like a sapling. Growing towards the sun. Uh, thematic sapling. Hey, Andy. Hey, Naomi. My name is Claire. I live in New York. I'm originally from New York City, but now I've actually moved to the quiet town of Albany, New I told York. you know. Um, quick question for you guys. This is regarding my relationship with myself. Mm. Um, I was wondering mm. if you had any advice. I struggle sometimes with doing things by myself. I try to get out there and put myself out there in social situations, but I find that I get really anxious if I'm going to places alone, but I'm also trying to be better at being alone. So I'm kind of in this uh, vicious cycle. I had, you know, I was wondering if you guys had any ideas as to how I could maybe overcome this or fight through it, or if I should just cave in and never go to anything alone. <laughs> Thank you, guys. I love you guys so much, and I'm so grateful to be a Patreon and support you guys. God. Thank you. Claire seems awesome. Claire's great. I want to hang out with Claire. Claire, if you come meet us somewhere alone, we'll <laughs> hang out with you. That, that sounds sounded, dangerous. It sounded dangerous, but she meant it so nicely. <laughs> um, hey, next time we're on Albany. Yes. Let's make I'll a pact right Claire. now. <laughs> I was only in Albany once for a bat mitzvah. All right, it's time to get back. That's my Albany story. <laughs> Claire, I think that's a great question because I think a lot of people have the same issue mm-hmm. where, especially now in the age of like phones, I love to sit at a bar and eat by myself, especially in New York City. I don't know how they are in Albany, but like, and like read a book or something. Yeah. Uh, but even if I don't have a book and I'm just like sitting and eating and drinking, I try not to look at my phone. And then people are like, what's wrong? <laughs> she's not looking at she's looking at us what's happening and I'm like I and, and it's it's an odd thing you're yeah. expected at any moment when someone's not talking to you to look at your phone mm-hmm. and I feel like it's a good practice not to but to answer her question as of things that you could do I think there's you can be alone together in this way where you like join a women's travel group or like some sort of uh, volunteer activity or yeah. like a kickball team or something where you are still you you're not going out with your friends you're venturing out into the world and but there are people who are also alone yeah who are m- meeting you th- there and, yeah. and maybe you make friends or maybe you don't but you experience something with people who are also alone yeah yeah i also like i lived uh i moved to australia by myself when i was 25 and lived there for a little under a year and like being in a new place alone and trying to like find stuff to do and then i did some traveling and i remember i always go to museums like when i was doing the travel part because not only was it air conditioned and it was like Mm -hmm. so hot so i was like get me inside but it was a place where it wasn't weird to be by yourself yeah 
So that was like my gateway. But then my other thing, Claire, too, is like when you're deciding what to do alone, it should be something you really love to do. Mm-hmm. It's got to be something you're into. It can't be out of your comfort zone and by yourself. It has to be like one of those things to start. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. go like if there's someone, you know, in Albany, I'm sure people roll up and do like readings and their shows. If it's something you really want to do. Go to a pasta making class. Pasta making. Think about it. Everyone's learning. I mean, even though you're joking, those kind of things do work, right? Because no one's focused on you, the girl by herself. Right. They're focused on like, how do we do this thing? Well, I was going to say start out small. Because what I when I moved to Philly for grad school, I didn't really know anyone yet. This is before I even like started. I was there for a couple of weeks, and I went and saw Garden State on my own. That was the first time <laughs> I went and saw a movie on my own. Really? Yeah, before they, grad school, I love school. going to movies by myself. Me too. I because to me it was a social thing, and you didn't go on your own. Only like mm-hmm. Sados went on their own. No. So no. that was the first, and I'm like, oh, I can go see a movie. I can. I don't have to like wait to, for someone to like the movie I want to see. Yeah. <laughs> I can go mm-hmm. watch someone put shins in someone's ears on my yeah. own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, That's it a was band, a, right? It was what? That's yeah, a band. band. Okay, mm-hmm. cool, 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 cool. <laughs> it, uh, it was a freeing moment. Yeah, and that, and then I can go to restaurants on my own now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, can. that is a good gateway gateway outing. Yeah, yeah. Movies, shows, any again, like any kind of thing where. Again, you being in the audience is not dependent on an interaction, mm-hmm. right? When you're, if, if everyone in the crowd is watching the same thing, then you're not alone. Actually, you're right. all doing the same thing. Still can't go to a show like a, a concert. I still can't do that on my own. Oh, it feels weird. Interesting. It's like such a massive. What about people. like a Broadway show, like a play? No. No. <laughs> Interesting. See, I, I could, can do that. Yeah, I, I would have love done that. that. I have done that. I love a solo. Also, too, like, especially when you're by yourself, you can always get the best seat. Yes. You know, that single seat. Yeah. Ooh, baby. Oh, going to Disney by yourself? <laughs> you ride all those rides real fast? I've never been to Disney, period. <laughs> no, that doesn't sound fun. No. But I have I have been to Disney with people or like a park where people who don't like riding rides. And it's so fun. <laughs> you, you skip ahead. You ride solo. It's great. And plus you do. And also, if you're saying, you know, you're in Albany now, maybe you are looking for people. It's true. You do meet people when you're by yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, people will like creeps. No. no. Uh, see, that's what you think. And it's true when you're a woman alone, you do have to like keep your wits about yes, you. Yes, yes, definitely. But you can strike up a conversation with people. Yeah, especially if, I mean, I'm telling you, the book at a bar is a real is a real fun trick. You can just like, <laughs> people be like, what are you reading? Yeah. If you want to meet people. If you want to be right. left the fuck alone, you can also be like, I'm reading a book. Bye. You know? <laughs> It's it's good either way. Yeah. Also, I mean, yeah, you can also just have earbuds in if you ever just yeah. don't want anyone to bother you. They can be playing nothing. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think there it can definitely be open, and it's, I would imagine too in a small city like Albany, it can almost be better because you increase the likelihood of running into people. You Absolutely. Know, seeing yes. someone at a thing. The the other thing about the bar thing is that if you go to the same bar, you become friends with the people who work there, yeah. the bartender or the or the waiters or whatever. Sorry, I dropped the fidget spinner. Uh, you had a pretty long running. <laughs> I know fidget, I've been though. playing you were doing the, it. the entire whole time. time. The last 40... I haven't played with one for like years. It's very exciting. And it's all happening now. Mm-hmm. But Claire, I hope that helps, girl. Don't you don't have to do everything and you don't have to do it all in one week. But just tell yourself, like, this week I'm going to go to this thing that I really want to go to. And yeah. that the only thing holding me back is that it's just me. Like, go anyway. Do the thing you like to do. Go to the Shazam premiere. Yes. <laughs> go to the Shazam premiere, Claire, and report back to us. Thank you so much for calling. I'm very proud of you. You're wonderful. How do you feel, guys? I feel now, great. Now that we've gone through this journey together. Mm-hmm. 
You obviously you've known Naomi through her, her stand up. Mm-hmm. You're really meeting me. I mean, we met before. We've met briefly, but yeah, a little briefly. little like heist. But heist. now, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. But now, yeah. Uh, we're bosom chums. Yes. <laughs> I think this was good though. Because I do feel like we jokes. see you around town. You know what I mean? We see you at yes. stuff. And so I was like, hey girl, hey. Yeah. And this was like, okay, I see how your brain works. Oh, good. Did you expect it? This is what you were expecting? No. Oh, interesting. Uh, you were like wearing it. a stylish jumpsuit. I didn't know what to expect. The last time oh. I saw you, you had on a cool jumpsuit. Yeah, I, I had like, no. She's a fashionista. I have oh a God. weird. I, my brain confuses um, actors and their roles way too much. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so I don't Many know. Many people's. It's not just your brain. But also, I've known you in, in uh, from Middleman from uh, part, oh, from like Middleman so, like, oh, so yes. it's like a lot of like different roles all combined Merged. so I have no idea of like of who you were as a person mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. so it was like all like this uh, like a weird quantum state <laughs> yes. in my head I of, could be a superhero I could be a lawyer <laughs> who knows Um. yeah well you guys were Exactly what I was yep. expecting yeah, yeah, yeah. because I've loved you from afar uh, for a long time. But a this weird is white really... and a d- dynamic black woman. Thank this you so much for calling me dynamic, Andy. Um, Natalie, thank you so much. For I'm being so on. happy to be here. Thank, thank you. you. This was really fun. I hope we helped. We did. Okay, we did. We changed lives. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. The world is yours. It is I, OCT, the producer of the Baller Alert Show podcast, featuring none other than myself and the kid Ferrari Simmons with your favorite Ethiopian Sue Solo. The Baller Alert Show podcast is here for you, keeping you in the know with the latest of your favorite celebrities, current events, and providing free games to the listeners in need. So join the talk of the town because it's going down. It's the Baller Alert Show podcast, baby. Don't, don't you ever forget it. Only cover the latest in entertainment, but we're bringing you the entertainment directly from the source. That's right. We have celebrity guest hosts, exclusive interviews, and it all goes down on the Bother Alert Show podcast. We are your number one source for the culture. So, like DJ Khaled says, don't ever play yourself. Join the conversation today. Head on over to the Bother Alert Show and join me, Ferrari Simmons. Join me, Sue Solo, and it's all produced by me, OCT, on the Bother Alert Show podcast. Available on iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you. You get your podcast. My name is Kimberly Drew. If I've learned anything in my years of studying and uplifting black artists, it's that we all have the power to create something beautiful. That's why I'm pleased to introduce you to people who have broken down boundaries in fencing and helped to create the first ever smart store. They're a big deal, and it's time we give them our attention. Listen to Your Attention, Please, a Hulu podcast with iHeartRadio on the iHeartRadio app on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's inspired by Your Attention, Please, now streaming on Hulu. Watch for a fresh point of view on Black history.